2: welcome to Have a Nice Christmas, a special festive podcast from BBC Good Food, hosted by me, Miriam Nice, and ably assisted by Nadia Ziafat. Hello.
0: Yes, that's right. And each episode, we're going to discuss and debate some of the classic
2: Christmas staple recipes. And here's the best bit. Two members of the food team will have to present to me their favourite recipes and why it's the nicest thing to serve this year. I get to choose the winner and my decision is final. We recorded this at home, so the sound quality might not be the same as we'd expect if we'd done it in the studio.
0: Today we have Deputy Food Editor Esther Clark and Recipe Developer Liberty Mendez. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good.
3: So lovely to see you.
0: You too.
1: Um, yeah, very well. Excited to talk about Christmas again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For the... Or for the first time. <laughs>
3: yeah. it, never, it always seems to be Christmas all year round for us, especially.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when did you guys start sort of developing recipes for the Christmas issues? June? June? I July? think we had our July? first Christmas yeah.
2: family
3: meeting in like February.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. I
3: mean, I say, wow, big deal for I was us.
0: involved in it. So not the food part, but the other part. <laughs> <laughs> so Esther, what have you been doing to get into the festive spirit? Well, not a lot, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't really kind of gotten into the festive spirit yet. I think, uh, well, actually, no, that's, that's not true. I mean, I'm always cooking in advance for Christmas anyway. So I've made my Christmas cakes um, and I've made uh, my Christmas puddings. Uh, and I've started sorting out like, the kind of the larger of food so i find that quite satisfying um a couple of weeks before christmas kind of clearing out any kind of old things that aren't being used and making space for all the delicious biscuits and jars of things and um so i've been doing that um and we put our christmas decoration half our christmas decorations up yesterday so i suppose yes i have been getting in the festive spirit over the last week but um yeah, it's kind of a strange year this year, isn't it? I think I was saying yesterday that um you shouldn't hold back on eating this year because it's like the only um really exciting thing about Christmas. And I think, you know, people are saying, like, oh, should I cut down, you know, because I will be people be people eating with less people, but I still think, you know, treat yourself to those really nice things that you
0: have every year because yeah, it's it's the year to just to, to still enjoy yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. And leftovers are the best part of Christmas, so there's always that. Um, Liberty, what mm-hmm. have you been doing? Are you feeling Christmassy?
3: I wasn't. I. It's funny. We spent so long in this job talking about Christmas and doing Christmas. When Christmas actually comes around, um, I tend to be like, oh, not again. But because it's a proper one, um, it's a bit more exciting. I think I have, I made a gingerbread house. Um, oh, Which was really cute. And I like blasted all of the Christmas tunes through the kitchen and was just like dancing about singing like mad apologies to my neighbours. But had a great (laughs) time. So highly recommend.
0: That does sound like a good way to spend the afternoon. I've never tried to make a gingerbread house. I just feel like it will be an absolute failure.
3: Is it as hard as it looks? Yes. (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty tricky, but um, decorating it is the fun bit. Um, I mean, I ate most of the sweets before they actually got on the house. But you know, it's Christmas.
0: So one of my favourite things about Christmas might be controversial, but Yorkshire puddings. And this is why you guys are here today to talk about Yorkshire puddings. Now, Liberty, you're up first because you've said that you absolutely have to have Yorkies on your Christmas dinner. Without is doubt. that?
3: It's yeah. like, It's not a Christmas dinner without Yorkshire puddings. And I was shocked the first time I heard someone say that they don't have Yorkies on a Christmas dinner. I don't understand. Esther, do you want to explain yourself?
1: I I don't understand. Well, yes, I will enter the court and explain my uh, side of the story. Basically, I think... Uh, well, I've never had. I never have Yorkshire puddings on my Christmas dinner because it is just not part of the accompaniments that go with the turkey. I think Yorkshire puddings belong on a roast beef dinner, and there are all these amazing other components on a Christmas dinner that you don't have on your roast dinners all year round. So you have your pigs in blankets, your bread sauce, and all of those kind of the cranberry sauce. So there's already so much going on. So, so why I say, not add a Yorkshire say pudding? Mm. I just don't think it gets... I just think it's added added cooking as well. Why would I why would I stress myself out in the kitchen and make another element when I could just have my uh my my already very delicious
3: Christmas dinner? So on a Sunday lunch, do you normally have Yorkshire puddings? Or do you not? If unless it's beef? Uh,
1: it depends. It depends. Like if it's beef, yeah, de- like every time. Like I'm gonna cook a saloon of beef on Sunday, and I will do like really big crispy Yorkshire puddings. But, but if you had roast chicken, I maybe you would have it occasionally with the chicken, but not. I just I think also a lot of Christmas isn't it? It's about nostalgia and what you've been brought up with, and we ne- we just never had them. Um, and I don't really, I had them one year actually because my dad asked them and I just didn't really feel that Your they dad's actually right. added anything. I was more interested, <laughs> <laughs> I was more interested in the pigs and blankets and the stuffing and all that kind of thing. And I just think a Yorkshire pudding gets a bit lost.
3: But it's just, it's not so much a main component, it's more a carrier of the individual components. Um, so it's the perfect vehicle, really, to load all of the other stuff into it to then get it into your yeah. mouth so really I feel exactly the same
1: about a roast potato just a roast potato I pile everything on top of it <laughs> that becomes the vehicle but Nadia you have roast beef don't you Nadia so I feel with you that does make no sense. no no
0: don't don't drag me into this no hey, because I, I'm actually very biased I'm seriously biased with this I I just <laughs> I was so oh, shocked come on. I was so shocked when I found out that people don't have Yorkshire puddings. I thought Ooh. they're as essential as the roast potato. It's just... I, but you but you have roast beef. Uh, yeah, so but I also beef, have chicken and we have had turkey in the mm. past and we have <laughs> always had Yorkshire puddings. I, I don't know. I've okay. never really associated them with just roast beef, but... Also, most members of the team don't have Yorkshire puddings, so I'm starting to think maybe there's something wrong with me.
3: Oh goodness! I, no, I, no, I no, there isn't. We're,
1: we're no. right here.
0: There's nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> Look, each to their own. I think everyone has something on their Christmas dinner that's a bit different, and um, I
3: think it's not your, like you know i like having pudding. like chips <laughs> with my roast dinner. Like Yorkshire <laughs> <pudding> <laughs> <as> a Yorkshire <staple>? pudding is <laughs> a but I mean, really. Yorkshire pudding's never going to not be a good
1: thing I think completely I just don't make my Christmas dinner and think I've got to have a Yorkshire pudding on there I think about all those things that I don't have all year round and those are the elements I focus on but maybe I'll have a Yorkshire pudding this year I mean mean, who knows maybe maybe I'll give it a go (laughs) do
0: you know what this might be controversial but a Yorkshire pudding could be up there with my favourite parts of a Christmas dinner same
3: a million percent Really? Wait, what, yeah. how, what order does it go
0: for
2: you? Wow. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Have you ever wondered what it's like to bite into nerds gummy clusters? They're fruity. They're tangy. They're gummy. And they're crunchy. Nerds Gummy Clusters, a union of fruity, sweet gummy and tangy, crunchy nerds. Unleash your senses. Shop now at nerdscandy.com.
0: The meat's not, the meat's not up there. The meat's not in the top three. Mm. That's all I can think of, really. Roast potatoes, Yorkshire puddings, and... Oh, I don't know. Grey, All gravy, the beige stuff. Yeah, gravy doesn't really count though because that's just sort of.
3: No, I think gravy counts. Oh no, counts. but the what gravy has to it? be like super thick, almost like the um, I can't do it. Oh no, on you're gravy one of those nonsense.
0: people. Oh, no, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Oh dear, that's
1: uh, that's you've gone too far. The what
0: fall are you down with the good food
3: empire? <laughs> gravy. What
0: are your top three? Confi- components what are your top three components of a roast dinner then Esther uh I really love the stuffing
1: like I I think it's like I think stuffing is like a gift sent to us from the heavens and it's amazing uh so I usually do two types of stuffing and it's usually I have done vegetarian stuffing in the past like really nice like torn sourdough or like crispy and delicious but I actually do really love it with sausage meat like a really good sausage meat stuffing the roast potatoes are quite key for me, and like a really crispy roast potato. And I never used to be able to do roast potatoes, and I've only nailed them this year. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because everyone has one thing that they're not good at, or several things. And uh, roast potatoes is always something that I was like really bad at, but um I've nailed them this year, so I'm quite excited to make those. What's, uh, what's your uh, method,
0: yeah You have to share that. You can't just say yeah, you nailed can't
1: just drop it and, then that that and then say, "Oh go. no, I'll
3: keep it to myself." <laughs>
1: Well if you go onto the website the best ever roast potatoes or crispiest ever roast potatoes uh, is the recipe and um I boil the potatoes with the potato skin peelings in the water so it imparts the flavor that all loads of the flavor of the potatoes in the skins that really nice kind of like earthy kind of delicious flavor is in the skin so I boil it with the skins until almost kind of collapsing and then steam dry them for maybe 15 minutes and then I get really hot and now this is the key oil rapeseed oil and butter together so the mixture of the butter and the rapeseed oil gives them this like golden crunchy exterior but also the flavor of butter is is really delicious in a a roast potato i think Mm -hmm.
0: liberty if you're making yorkshire puddings what recipe are you using
3: so, what I want to try this year, there is a recipe on the Good Food website that is, like, a massive Yorkshire pudding. Um, I think oh, it's, like, yeah. giant Yorkshire pudding or something. And you basically cook it in a massive pan. And I think, what more could you want than for your Christmas dinner to be served in a Yorkshire pudding? Like, surely that's not the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I... <laughs> I'm going to disagree there yeah (laughs) yeah (gasps) I love Yorkshire
0: puddings but
3: (laughs) it's basically a Yorkshire pudding plate like what more could you want
0: one thing I do want to ask you both Esther you're included just pretend you're having a a roast beef dinner do you do you really think that Yorkshire puddings need to be made from scratch or do you think you get the same experience with you know shop-bought frozen ones
1: I would personally say that they are above and beyond making your own than the frozen ones. Uh, I don't think you get that like really good, like when you make your own, you almost get this like sort of soft, chewy, kind of like, almost like half cooked bit in the middle and then like this crispy, really delicious outside. And you just don't get that in the frozen ones. They're just crispy. (laughs) So I, and they taste a bit like, or if you go to sort of a carvery or whatever and, and have them. And, and they're never like the star of the show, are they, when you go out? So I think I think making them yourself is is really good. Personally, I don't know about you, Yeah, Liberty. I
3: just think they're really satisfying to make for yourself, um, to watch them in the oven. Um, but also, taste-wise, like, there's nothing that can quite be the crispy outside and, like, as you said, the soft inside. But if needs must, I will defrost some Yorkshire puddings just so they're there. Um, because you can't not.
0: that is dedication I only actually made my own Yorkshire puddings for the first time maybe a month ago my mum is like the queen of Christmas dinners I know everyone thinks their mum is but my mum's great at at Christmas and roast dinners and um, she just always bought frozen Yorkshire puddings and she said I can't be bothered I can't be bothered with the hassle and um, I've tried a couple of times and they didn't work so I just I'd rather focus on all the other components but I, I, I sort of felt like that can't be it. I can't live my whole life without making a Yorkshire pudding. So I tried it, and <laughs> once you my dad said the, they're the best ones he's ever tasted. So
3: <gasps> high praise. I mean, it's I not think hard. Sometimes but... these things are quite. <laughs> what recipe did sometimes you? Sometimes these
1: things are quite daunting, aren't they? Yeah. And then they're actually once mm-hmm. you once you nail them, you kind of can go ahead on your roast dinners and there's an always make them. Yeah, for you know? sure.
3: I think
0: I think I think it's worth
1: it. What recipe yeah. did
3: you use?
0: I used the best Yorkshire puddings on BBCGoodFood.com.
3: Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, it was. It's a really easy recipe. It's quite for foolproof. Sure. Did I just realised, don't put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left them in the oven f- with the oven off for a bit longer to almost like oh, dry them out a bit.
3: Amazing. I don't know if that's
0: what you should do, but that's what I did. That's anyway. a good idea. Sort um, of like
3: um, profiteroles, but we won't talk about. No, those.
0: Let's not talk about them. <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, I, I realised just the kind of the trick that I learned is don't put too much oil in the pan because then they get soggy Mm -hmm. and oily and even if you heat it up enough well that's what I found anyway yeah you guys are the chefs so also
3: if you leave the batter before you cook it to sit for about an hour um like the starch molecules absorb more liquid so it becomes thicker um, and also it becomes like a lot more fluffy because it gets more aerated so it's like won't be as chewy, in a good way. Okay, I'll definitely try that.
0: So, <laughs> Esther, I know you don't feel comfortable <laughs> in Yorkshire pudding territory. So, if you don't serve them, then what <laughs> would you serve instead? Well,
1: I love bread sauce. Is this what we're, we're going towards, oh bread sauce? I think so. I love bread sauce. I actually think... It's just one of the most delicious things in the world, I, and and it it looks it doesn't look the most appealing, and it's not, but it just tastes so good, and it's so essential on a Christmas dinner. It's creamy. It's got those like Christmassy flavours of like nutmeg and star anise, um, and it, it's just really indulgent. It's a sauce made of bread. I mean, what else do you want? Anything. Um, but I put <laughs> <laughs> I put clotted cream in mine. So it's like filled. super creamy and delicious and you can use. Oh, so good. Um, and it works really well, especially with turkey, because like bread sauce and things like that work really well with like gamey meats. And I would say that um, turkey's a bit more gamey than a chicken. So it's got that like quite dark meat on the legs and it tastes, it has quite a strong flavour as opposed to a chicken that's quite mild and um understated whereas yeah turkey has these strong kind of game like flavors so bread sauce works really well especially with the leg meat um and I just love it so much I love it and I make it every year
0: one one thing I really enjoy on um Christmas day or boxing day or you know um is Looking at people's Christmas dinners on social media. So I just really interesting. enjoy it. Not in a judgment way or, you know, in a negative way. I just really like seeing the different things that people have on their dinner. Although there was one I was a bit confused about. Someone did have chips on their roast dinner.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I've
0: seen this. if that's what floats what? your boat, then fine. But it was just, it was different. It was very different.
3: Yeah, very interesting. And pasta, I have that also is, seen. That's very cool. Which I think is interesting. I've seen pasta. Yeah. I mean, each to their own. And also, something else i think um that varies in different households what time do you have your christmas dinner oh okay here we go i have mine about three o'clock same okay good we agree on something <laughs> <Hooray>!
0: <laughs> so guys you've both put your points across very good points esther you're going for a bread sauce liberty you're going for a yorkshire pudding do you have any final words to say to each other before we move on to some questions
3: esther i see your point and, and I understand. Um, I just would like to say that you are wrong on many levels. Um, and I still am very firm on the point that Yorkshire puddings belong on just about every roast dinner
1: and Christmas dinner. Mm. Well, I just want to say that I hope I haven't caused any offence to Yorkshire puddings or Yorkshire pudding lovers. Um, and I do still love them, but just not on my Christmas dinner
0: and I'm bread sauce all the way. Okay, bread sauce on my to-do list. Um, So I asked the BBC Good Food Together group if they had any questions for our experts, you two being the experts, can you answer these questions? Um, Kay McEwen said, I've only just started making gingerbread. Shocking, I know. If a recipe doesn't state if it will be crunchy or a soft version, is there a way to tell before actually having to bake it and eat it?
3: We have so many different recipes for gingerbread on the website. We have actually written a specifically soft gingerbread recipe. And I always figure, um, I mean, it is a lot to do with the baking time, but also the different, like, there's more wet ingredients in the soft gingerbread. So I would say if it doesn't say soft in the title, it will probably be a crispy one. Mm. yeah lots of the ones that
1: we make over here tend to be crunchy as opposed to because we see it as more of like a biscuit type Mm. thing whereas like the nordic kind of um i may be wrong but i think the nordic gingerbread is a little bit softer um some of it anyway but yeah i think you could also if you've got time bake off like three little pieces of it at different times so I think sometimes just undercooking it slightly is fine if you want just a more of a softer
0: mm.
1: um, finish rather than a snap yeah do you guys prefer
0: soft or hard gingerbread not hard I crunchy like I think hard's a bit <laughs> like it sounds a bit like teeth breaking.
1: <laughs> do you like the rock hard gingerbread? Uh, I like I like the soft one yeah I really like the kind of like nor- norwegians like I mean I've never made it but I, I bought it the kind of like really spiced gingerbread that's it's so
3: delicious i love that but also i'm the biggest ginger biscuit fan ever katie
0: sim asked the secret to roasting carrots and parsnips well i can never get them crispy
1: oh i think a treat uh, a parsnip i or or a carrot i'm not sure how easy it is to get a carrot crispy if i'm honest it's not quite the same as a root vegetable it's got more moisture in it so i wouldn't worry so much about the carrots but parsnips I think treat them a bit like a roast potato and get your fat really hot and I cut mine into quite spindly bits so that you get the crispy ends so don't go too chunky um yeah you just want to get them
3: you want to get them into really hot fat basically as as you you were although i am obsessed with roast carrots um and also it's quite deceiving because they go down to nothing so i did roast a whole bag of carrots and then demolish the whole lot and then thought oh my goodness i'm gonna turn orange but um i would say spread them (laughs) out on the tray so they don't like steam because they're all so close together if you spread them out they will roast a lot better
0: so thank you very much for joining me guys i'll be putting both of your arguments to miriam who will be the decider of who wins bread sauce or yorkshire puddings have a lovely christmas
2: goodbye thanks
0: for
3: having us that was really fun don't burn your house down roasting parsnips under the grill i won't goodbye (laughs) goodbye
2: (laughs) bye You've both presented amazing, amazing points. Um, I'm going to need to just. I'm going to need to think about this. When I signed up to do this podcast, I didn't think that I'd have to um, rack my brains, and it's it's a lot more difficult. I feel like I'm on blind date or something. It's really it's a lot it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I'd be like, yeah, that. Um, I mean, it's hard because then I feel like I'm slightly biased because I never have had Yorkshire puddings for the Christmas dinner like it just didn't occur to me no I, mean, I love a Yorkshire pudding don't get me wrong I love a Yorkshire pudding and actually we used to have them as um dessert like we used to make a big massive one and then we'd have it with golden syrup or um I'm talking like kind of like a big sheet of a4 paper size that sounds incredible Yorkshire cut into a big wedge like Yorkshire and cake then, um just it's just a big salad it's batter it's delicious batter so we'd have that and then uh, a good drizzle of um golden syrup over the top golden syrup or jam on top be amazing anyway um ugh, okay i agree with esther they do go brilliantly with beef do you know what thinking about the christmas dinner gravy is a very important player the sauce i'm a I'm not going to say I'm a saucy person <laughs> because that sounds a bit wrong, but I love sauces. So the cranberry sauce, the bread sauce, and the gravy, like they're missing. If any one of those is missing, that's just not even Christmas what's going on. So I guess you're you're kind of siding with Esther here because she's gone from... Are you sure you um, want to make that decision, Liberty? Oh, no, no, no. I know <laughs> what I mean is, is. is, No, 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 no. But what I mean is anything that can help... Oh, uh, you see what i mean like anything that can help kind of um absorb those sauces, because you if you run out of potatoes or parsnips and you've still got a pool of gravy you've got to get a spoon out or something or a slice of bread that doesn't seem and right who wants a spoon but at if, Christmas. i know <laughs> um as uh, so and actually if you cook like me they're all in the sink anyway um okay Yes, let's go with Yorkshire pudding, because <gasps> if you, that will then mean, i like, do you know what? I think I'm going to do it this year, I think I'm going to make Yorkshire puddings. Um, If you run out of roast potatoes, there's something else to mop up all those delicious sauces. Yes, Yorkshire puddings please, congratulations, Liberty.
0: <laughs> I'm over the moon, I can't tell you how happy I am, Miriam, I feel like you've come to the dark side. I'm so excited. I didn't think that
2: was how this was going to go today, but I think that's what I'm going to have to do. <laughs>
0: So I think that's all we have time for. It's a massive triumph for Yorkshire Puddings
2: today. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you for listening to Have a Nice Christmas from BBC Good Food. Find all the recipes and more information on the podcast at bbcgoodfood.com podcasts.